Hey there, thanks for checking out the Ike Wingate Morning Show podcast. Well, you've thought about doing your own podcast, let me tell you, it's not near as hard as it used to be. I launched a podcast back in 2008, and it was crazy difficult to get it listed everywhere where listeners were, which back then wasn't really that many places. But now, podcasts are everywhere, and with a platform like Buzzsprout, you can be all over the place with one click, plus a great-looking website, analytics, and more. That's why... We use Buzzsprout. So follow the link in the show notes, and that'll let Buzzsprout know that we sent you, and you'll get a $20 credit if you sign up for a paid plan. Plus, it helps support our show as well. Again, down in the show notes with Buzzsprout. Let's go. All right. Go ahead. The time is now. Let's do it. Here we go. This is the Ike Wingate Show. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Join the show now. Text 870-505-1518. Ladies and gentlemen, here's your host. Ike Wingate. Ike Wingate. Ike Wingate. Good morning and welcome to another day, another week, and our last show of July. Thanks for being here this morning. Coming up, celebrity birthdays, this day in history, random facts, and headlines from around the globe. Later today, we'll have a feel-good story about a FedEx driver saving someone's life, a lawnmower DUI in Stranger Than Fiction, and did you hear some of the details that came out of those UFO hearings last week? We'll talk a little bit about that. What happened over the weekend at the box office? And is it ice tea or iced tea? People are weighing in on that, plus... A whole lot more. It's all being brought to you by Thurman and Flanagan, attorneys at law, online at ozarkjustice.com or call 479-253-1234. Good morning to you. Good morning. It is time for Celebrity Birthdays here on July 31st. Rico Rodriguez the second, who plays Manny Delgado on Modern Family, is 25 today. Ruby Modine, Matthew Modine's daughter, she was in the show Happy Death Day. Uh, Happy Death Day. In the movie. Yeah, she is uh, 33 today. Zelda Williams, Robin Williams, the late Robin Williams' daughter. She was on the Freeform series Dead of Summer and guest starred on Teen Wolf and Stitchers. She's 34 today. Alexis Knapp from the Pitch Perfect movie. She played Stacy. 34 today. M. Shadows, Avenged Sevenfold Singer, 42 today. B.J. Novak, who is Ryan on The Office, also a writer is 44 today. Zach Brown, a little bit of chicken fried, country singer, 45 today. Dean Kane, former Superman, is 57. J.K. Rowling, Harry Potter, writer, 58. Wesley Snipes is 61 today. Mark Cuban, the Mavericks owner, 65. Bill Berry, former drummer for R.E.M., is 65. And Michael Bean, who played Kyle Reese in The Terminator, is 67. On this day in history, in 1928, the MGM Lion roared for the first time in the beginning of the studio's first talking movie, White Shadows in the South Seas. Alrighty. In 1984, the U.S. men's gymnastics team upset China to win the team gold medal in the L.A. Summer Olympics. Thanks to a perfect 10 performance by Tim Daggett, Bart Connor, and Mitch Gaylord. In 91... President Bush and Soviet President Mikhail Gorbachev signed the Strategic Arms Reduction Treaty in Moscow using pins made of metal from nuclear missiles that were destroyed under a 1987 treaty. 
All righty. Nicolas Cage received his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame on this date in 1998. And Ray Rice publicly apologized for his domestic violence incident in 2014. And in 2019, Woodstock 50 was canceled after permits fell through. Those are your celebrity birthdays and this day in history. Good morning. Good morning to you. It is time now for your random facts. Boxer shorts are called that because they're the style that boxers wear. Who knew? Native Americans have the highest interracial marriage rate of any group in America. 58% of Native Americans marry someone who is a different race. Asians are second at 28%. There's only one state capital that doesn't share a single letter with its state. Yeah, these truly are random facts. It's Pierre, South Dakota. They don't share any of the same letters. Who who, who comes up with this? I'll tell you what. Alrighty, let's move on. Wolfgang Puck. Chef extraordinaire, yes, right? His real last name is... Topschnig. Wolfgang Topschnig. When he came to America, he changed his last name to Puck, which was his stepfather's last name. And finally, McDonald's sells a quarter of its filet fish sandwiches for the entire year during Lent because people are avoiding other kinds of meat, and that's around 69 million filet fish sandwiches in just 40 days. Nothing fishy about that. Those are your random facts. Good morning and a very pleasant Monday morning to you. Hope you are starting the day off on the right foot, per se, right? Uh, This uh, show today being brought to you by Thurman and Flanagan, attorneys at law. Coming up next hour, a feel-good story where a FedEx driver saves someone's life. Lawnmower DUI and Stranger Than Fiction and the UFO hearings. Did you catch those? Last week, some interesting things coming out of those. We'll talk uh, briefly about some of that stuff. That's all coming up next hour. Right now, getting a look at your headlines from around the globe. And to see an economic soft landing, search no further than business hiring. Parts of the U.S. economy are cooling, just as the Federal Reserve would like to see, uh, just what the uh, Federal Reserve would like to see to combat inflation. Yet the key to a measured inflation-busting slowdown that doesn't sink the economy lies in whether companies hold on to workers or lay them off. To answer, so far, it's clear that they are making a priority of keeping workers. July's jobs report comes out on Friday. We'll offer a fresh look at whether employers are continuing to resist large-scale staffing cuts. And everyday investors are thriving in a world awash in yield. Interest rates are hovering at their highest level in more than two decades. For individual investors, that's been an unexpected blessing. Although it's more expensive for consumers to borrow money now, they also have more options to put their cash to work. American households are earning an extra $121 billion from income on investments annually versus a year ago. That's according to a Commerce Department uh, set of data through June. In the coming days, investors will be parsing earnings reports from the likes of Apple, Amazon, and Starbucks for insights into whether consumers are spending their money on inflation, or spending their money as inflation eases and interest rates rise. Trucking giant Yellow is on the verge of collapse. The 99-year-old company is known for its cut-rate prices and has more than 12,000 trucks moving freight across the country for Walmart, Home Depot, and many other small businesses. 
What it couldn't deliver was consistent service for customers or profits for investors. Wrecked by a string of mergers that left it saddled with debt and stalled by a standoff with the Teamsters Union, the company's preparing to file for bankruptcy and in talks to sell it off, off completely or in parts of the business. It could shut down within days. And finally, Saudi Arabia is set to host peace talks among Western countries, Ukraine, and key developing nations. The meeting would bring senior officials from up to 30 countries uh, next weekend, according to diplomats involved in the discussion. It comes amid a growing battle between the Kremlin and Ukraine's Western backers to win support from major developing countries, many of which have been neutral over the Ukraine war. The efforts could culminate in a peace summit later this year where global leaders would sign up to shared principles for resolving the war. The summit, of course, would not include Russia, which has shunned any serious talk of peace, according to the Wall Street Journal. Those are your headlines from around the world. Good morning to you. Ever caught someone doing a good job? Tell us about it. It's a cool story out of San Diego. Happened last week when a FedEx driver was on his route. He looked over and saw a vehicle in flames. He did not continue on to his next delivery. He stopped, pulled the guy out. There's actually video of him pulling the guy away from the fire. The guy's name is John Rohrbach. He's the FedEx driver. Doesn't consider himself a hero, though. Yeah, he's he's lucky to be alive. The first thing that runs through your head is there might be somebody inside and I need to get him out. Trying to see if there was anybody else in the car and using a flashlight on my phone. If I was hurt or, you know, my family or her or anybody, you know, if it looks like there's some way that you might need to help somebody, why not stop and help them? Yeah, that's right. Thank you to John Rohrbach for doing the tough thing, the courageous thing, and saving this guy's life. Like we said, the car exploded minutes later. Awesome story out there. Let it send you through your day knowing there are people out there that are looking to do good. And if you've got a story like that, we'd love to hear it and then tell it. Email that to show at IkeWingate.com. It's time for Stranger Than Fiction. Well, the good news is the guy was trying to help his daughter out, but uh, he probably should have waited till the next morning and when he wasn't inebriated. A 51-year-old dad in Queensland, Australia, got a DUI last week while driving his riding lawnmower through town at 1 o'clock in the morning. The cop pulled him over, asked what he was doing. He said, I just thought I'd drive over and mow my daughter's lawn. And, of course, the cop said, 1 a.m. is probably not the best time for that. Here he is uh, getting caught in the act. How much alcohol you had to drink tonight? Not at one o'clock in the morning oh. and not drunk. Hang on. No, you're not drunk anyway. Righto. You're near the Crikey. Well, when you got to mow, you got to mow, right? A breathalyzer clocked the guy at 0.19, more than twice the legal limit in America, and four times the legal limit in Australia, where it's 0.05. And of course, he was at 0.05. One nine. He's due in court in November facing a drunk driving charge. He is not sober, but the lawn looks great. That is stranger than fiction. Good morning. Good morning to you. Hope you are having a great Monday. Today's show brought to you by Thurman and Flanagan, attorneys at law, online at ozarkjustice.com or at 479-253-1234. Last week, 
Did you see any of these whistleblowers talking about UFOs or UAPs, unidentified aerial phenomena? Yeah, Congress had the big UFO hearing last week. The wildest claim was that the U.S. government has recovered alien spaceships and maybe even dead alien bodies. Yeah, David Grush is a retired intelligence officer with the Air Force and said under oath that people with first-hand knowledge have told him that they've recovered UFOs before, or UAPs, as they call them now. When asked if we've recovered bodies, well, this is what he had to say. If you believe we have crashed craft, uh, stated earlier, do we have the bodies of the pilots who piloted this craft? As I've stated publicly already in my News Nation interview, uh, biologics came with some of these recoveries. Yeah. Were they, I guess, human or non-human biologics? Non-human, and that was the assessment of people uh, with direct knowledge on the program I talked to that are currently still on the program. Oh, my goodness. Fancy way of saying they found alien bodies. Kind of crazy, crazy craziness. Uh, Okay, well, what else happened? Two uh, two pilots testified under oath. Former Navy pilot Ryan Graves said he and other pilots that he flew with saw UFOs, and they looked dark gray or black cubes inside a clear sphere, like these orbs with a black cube inside of them. He said they weren't normal because they hover in place in hurricane force winds, then dart off faster than the speed of sound. Yeah, there's video of it as well. The third whistleblower, a former Navy commander, David Fravor, who told his story about seeing the famous Tic Tac UFO off the coast of San Diego back in 2004. All three of these whistleblowers think the government's hiding information about UFOs, even from Congress. They called for a new centralized way of pilots to report sightings without worrying about being called crazy or losing their jobs, because that is a real thing. Of course, after the hearings, people started Googling like crazy. (laughs) They started Googling, like, what is a UAP and do UFOs exist? But one of the top five things that people were Googling, what do aliens eat? What do aliens eat? That is a really good good question, no doubt about it. But anyway, what do you think about this? I will say this. Two weeks ago, out back of my house, we were hanging out, swimming. Yeah, doing a night swim. My younger brother, Zach, was over. We were uh, just hanging out. He looked up and said, what is that? Way up in the sky. It looked, I mean, way higher than any commercial aircraft was flying. A solid, round-looking light going across the sky. But not going across the sky at the same pace as a normal aircraft. Not even a jet. It was moving so fast. It moved basically across the sky in like 30 seconds. I mean, it was extremely fast. But you look at that and you go, well, maybe that was a satellite or maybe it was a rocket or something like that. But it happened eight different times in the matter of 30 minutes. Yeah. And it wasn't just the same thing. It was west to east several times. And it was south to north. A couple times and every time moving way higher than a normal aircraft I estimate somewhere around 60,000 feet and we sort of were doing the math and it had to be going somewhere around 2,000 miles per hour maybe I mean if you're thinking about it when you see a commercial aircraft fly by at 35,000 feet 500 miles per hour 
and then you compare it to what we saw, and it was night and day difference as far as how fast it was moving and the altitude at which it was traveling. It was uh, incredible. So I, I don't know what it was. But like I said, it, looked, it was just a solid light, a solid round light. And it was, uh, it was eerie, I tell you what. And I started feeling a tingling feeling. And then I forgot what happened after that. <laughs> I'm just kidding about the last part, but the, the rest is true. All right, good morning. And a very pleasant good Monday morning to you. Hope you had a fantastic weekend. Maybe you had some uh, some tea, some iced tea. Is that how you say it? Well, this is the debate that's on the internet. It really doesn't make a hill of beans, but, but uh, I know you know many of us are iced tea fans. Not the rapper, the actual drink here in the South. Of course, if you're in the South and you order a tea, you know it's going to be loaded up with sugar. I'm not a fan of sweet tea personally. I like a little sugar and some lemon, and I'm good to go. But I can't. I cannot take the loaded down sweet tea. Just can't do it. But nonetheless, I think we can all agree you need to have ice in your tea. Yes, we are not from you know Britain, Great Britain. We are Americans, and we need ice in our tea. So, is it iced tea or is it iced tea? Ice tea or iced tea? A poll, someone did a poll on this and asked more than 10,000 Americans. Yeah, that's a no small number. 49% of people say it's iced tea with I-C-E-D, iced tea. 20% 20 of people say iced tea. Yeah, some iced tea. 27% of people say both are cool. They are good with both. Maybe it's a regional thing. If you break it down by the different areas of the country, not really any noticeable spikes, but by age, younger adults are much more likely to spell it ice tea. Yeah. And older people are more likely to say iced tea. Now, according to grammar websites, neither are wrong. The original term was iced tea, but this shift has happened before. Both ice cream and ice water were originally iced cream and iced water. No one says iced cream, do they? Or iced water? So why say iced tea? I am in the camp of ice tea. What about you? 870-505-1518. Send me a text. Let me know. Are you an iced tea person or an iced tea person? Not that it really matters, but uh, hey, we're having fun this morning and now it's time for some iced tea. Good morning. Your headlines. An Arkansas law taking effect tomorrow will automate the process of ticketing speeders in highway work zones. Act 707 allows law enforcement to use automated cameras to catch images of drivers speeding through work zones. The images from the cameras will be transmitted to an officer down the road from the work site who will be able to write tickets or warnings. Any tickets will be written by an officer near the construction zone. No tickets will be sent by mail, according to RDOT. And last week, the story broke about Alpina's elementary and middle school principal accused of shoplifting, and then she therefore resigned. The Alpina School District then confirmed that Jana Lee Alhausen Kaler is no longer employed with the district. Police say she bagged more than $100 worth of items at a Walmart without scanning them on June 30th. Investigators say Walmart checked her past transactions, finding it had happened five other times. She appears before a judge tomorrow. 
And Arkansas is temporarily blocked from enforcing a law that would have criminal would have allowed criminal charges against librarians and booksellers for providing harmful materials to minors, according to a federal judge. Over the weekend, ruling on Saturday, U.S. District Judge Timothy L. Brooks issued a preliminary injunction against the law, which would have created a new process to challenge library materials and request that they be relocated to areas not accessible by kids. The measure, signed by Republican Sarah Huckabee Sanders, the governor, earlier this year, was set to take effect tomorrow. Those are your headlines. Good morning. Good morning to you. Hope you had a great weekend. Of course, the box office is chock full with some big-time movies right now. And over the weekend, Barbie hit the number one spot, nearly $30 million just from uh, the weekend. Oppenheimer came in second at $14.5 million. Haunted Man- uh, Mansion at $6.3 million. Sound of Freedom at $4 million. And Mission Impossible is uh, at $3.3 million. So, which brings the gross to these uh, movies... $351 million for Barbie, $174 million for Oppenheimer, $24 million for Haunted Mansion, Sound of Freedom at nearly $149 million. Have you seen this movie? Yeah, I haven't seen it yet, but I've heard a lot about it. It only costs $14 million to make, and it's brought in $150 million. Uh, Mission Impossible is at uh, less than that, $139 million. So that's what happened uh, over the weekend at the box office. Barbie is uh, really seeing some success. And so is Ken. Good morning. And a very pleasant good morning to you. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. Hey, did you know that starting tomorrow, you cannot buy incandescent light bulbs anymore? You're only going to be able to buy LED lights from retailers across the nation as an official ban on incandescent light bulbs goes into effect tomorrow. Now, you can still own those incandescent light bulbs, but it is going to be illegal for stores to sell them and for companies to manufacture them. Yeah, so, I don't know, is there a black market for this kind of stuff? The federal government's warnings started in January. They've been getting progressively more aggressive as they want to make sure Americans don't go back in time. The government announced the ban on the manufacturing and selling of incandescent bulbs, saying it will help Americans save money And of course, it'll help save the environment. Everyone will have to purchase LED or compact fluorescent light bulbs instead. Some critics of the ban calling it government overreach. Huh, you think? Saying lawmakers should let Americans make their own decisions about the light bulbs in their houses. The Department of Energy says LED lights work uh, or provide more light using 75% less energy and last 25 times longer than incandescent light bulbs. Yeah, and they uh, allegedly save you money every year in energy. Now, I love LED light bulbs. I got to say, they definitely use less. Uh, the technology is great. The thing I find right now is you buy several light fixtures these days, and they have these LED bulbs in them, and they're like a 10-year fixture kind of deal. So you can't actually change the bulb. That's the way a lot of these new fixtures are. And so you go, well, that's great. That's super convenient. I don't have to change the light bulb. But in 10 years you got to get new light fixtures in a lot of cases. So it's like, uh, I'm all about freedom in the marketplace. I don't think any of these things should be banned. I do like LED bulbs, but I don't like the fact that they're integrated in a way that I have to uh, buy a new light fixture in 10 years. So, I mean, this helps, right? You know what I'm saying? A little bit of a racket here. It's helping the uh, light fixture companies 
and uh, people were having to replace these things rather than be able to just replace the bulb. So, anyway, there you go. Now you know. Don't get caught selling incandescent bulbs tomorrow. Today's your last day, so uh, just yeah, just keeping you aware. All right, a guy who is uh, probably smuggling in some incandescent bulbs even as we speak. Anthony Ryder. Just kidding. Just kidding. I have no idea about Anthony Ryder's light bulb preferences. But he's coming in next on 107.1 KTHS to get you through Tradio, buying, selling, trading at 870-423-2147. If you had uh, me talking about Anthony Ryder's light bulb preferences on your bingo card, then uh, congratulations. That was completely random. Coming up on 100.9 The Haven, Keith is going to get you through your work days in at 10 a.m. with the best rock to get you through it all. And then John Michelson coming in at 1 p.m. Have yourself a fantastic Monday. Thanks so much for listening, and Lord willing, we'll do it again tomorrow at 6 a.m. Bye-bye. Hey, I want to tell you about another podcast I'm doing, one that is shining a light in the dark corners of our media, our government, and our culture. It's the Ike Wingate Show. You can find it at IkeWingate.com. Please subscribe to it, listen to it. It's a longer-form, unfiltered podcast that delves deep into the issues that are happening in our culture. So check it out, please. Hey, thanks for checking out the Ike Wingate Morning Show podcast. It's an honor to know you've been listening and hanging out with us. We know you got choices, and believe me, we appreciate that you made this choice. We'd love to spread the word. We need your help with that. Leave us a review, rate us, whatever you can, because that'll help spread the word on the show. You want to contact us? Hit us up, show at ikewingate.com. We're on Insta. We're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, we're everywhere. Just type in the Ike Wingate Show. Have a great day.